Hello, world and universe. Welcome to the Trevor Donald Experience. Manifest your truth. And boy, it's been a hot one all across America. It's been a heat wave, and I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri, and over the last seven days, seven to ten days, it's been 100 degrees with a heat index of 110. I know in Phoenix, it's been 114 degrees. So I want to start off by saying everybody to be very, very careful in this heat. Uh, Go check on your loved ones. Stay inside as much as you possibly can. Get some things done inside your home. Uh, Go to the mall. Go check a movie out. Go to places where there's some some nice air conditioning. Be very, very careful in this heat. Drink a lot of water. Here again, check on the people that you love, your elderly grandparents, your parents. Make sure everybody's safe and okay. Uh, This heat, uh, Mother Nature has a mind of its own, and uh, we have to be very cognizant of this. Of this, also be very, very uh, pay very good attention to your pets. Don't have them outside too long, and because uh, they could uh, end up in a dangerous situation. And make sure we keep an eye on our kids. Let's not have any kids stuck in any cars or anything like that. So let's just be cognizant of everybody's mental and physical health through this heat wave and let's stay calm, cool, meditate, do some things inside, stay spiritual, spiritually, spiritually connected. And today's and also what's been heating up uh, is uh, these big contracts that are going on in the NFL and the NBA. And I want to talk about two in particular that have been in the headline of the news here uh, recently in the last week. So I want to give a comparison and contrast with the NFL and the NBA. Um, a white player that signed a big contract and a black player that signed a big contract and um, what those effects are on our society. So the first one is Justin Hebert, the quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. He recently signed a record-setting NFL contract, a five-year, $262.5 million contract averaging $52.5 million per year. Heber's deal has $193 million in guarantees, of which $133 million is fully guaranteed at signing. It's a lot of money, uh, and he's a top-five quarterback. A uh, little background information on him, and this is a contract he signed right after his rookie contract. A little background information for those who don't know who Justin Hebert is. He, he played college football at Oregon. He was selected by the Chargers as the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. He's a big kid, 6'6", 236 pounds, and he's only 25 years old. Man, does the money come fast in athletics and entertainment. 25 years old, just signed a $262 million deal. And ironically, when him coming out in the 2020 draft, we got to remember that Pat Mahomes uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, he signed a record-breaking deal back in 2020. It's, it's ironic that it's the same year that this Justin Hebert uh, got drafted in the NFL. Pat Mahomes signed a 10-year, $450 million contract extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. So the money is there. I mean, these TV deals and TV rights with the 
NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball has skyrocketed these contracts for these athletes. And I think that's wonderful because what it shows you is only God knows how much these owners have been making over the last 50 and 60 years. So to finally see great compensation for these athletes that are putting their lives and livelihood out on the field, physically, mentally, and to be compensated for it, you know, there's only a short window for these NF- for these athletic, professional athletic careers, they have to make as much money as possible. But the reason I wanted to talk about Justin and and Jalen Brown is mostly from a socioeconomic standpoint. So from a socioeconomic cultural dynamic, Justin getting all this money, his life won't change. Very little adjustments. He will continue to live in a gated white suburb, send his kids to white private schools, go to a white grocery store, banks, church, private clubs, country clubs. Nothing really changes for when a white person garners and and gains an exuberant amount of wealth because white America already has systems in place where there's not a big cultural uh, shock or change for them. Uh, but, and, and also, so with him getting his large contract, uh, the charge, just a little background on the charges, the charges went from San Diego to LA. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've been to one Super Bowl. They made one Super Bowl appearance, uh, back in 1995 when they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on Justin to, uh, take these guys to the promised land and finally get a Super Bowl. You know, when there's there's always a yin and yang when you get these large contracts and the expectations for you to take the team all the way to the promised land becomes uh, very pressure cooked and the fans want to see a result, even though he's one of 60 players on an NFL team of 50 or whatever it is. It's not all on him. They have to be congruent, the entire team, but he is the leader. So we'll see what the L.A. Chargers end up doing. But I'm glad that uh, Justin got the uh, blessing and for him to continue to do well and pray that he doesn't get hurt. He can have another 10, 12, 13, 14 year career as a quarterback. I mean, hell. Tom Brady played 25 years and won seven Super Bowls. So who knows how long that window is? It's not a six to 10 year career anymore, which is good. Now, Jalen Brown, who's an African-American basketball player for the Boston Celtics. He's 26 years old, six foot six from Atlanta, Georgia. He went to Cal Berkeley for one year and was a third pick in the 2016 NBA draft. He was a McDonald's All-American which for people that follow basketball, you kind of know that the McDonald's All-American game is a precursor to going or getting to the NBA. It's a fast track. He's been in the NBA for seven years. He just got signed to the richest NBA contract ever, getting five years, $304 million, a Supermax extension with the Celtics. And what's weird about that is he's not even the best player on this team. The kid from St. Louis, who I know his family well, uh, especially his dad, his mom and his dad, 
uh, is Jason Tatum. And many people say that he's not even a top 10 NBA player. So he's not the best player on this team. He's not a top 10. ESPN didn't even have him ranked in the top 20 or 25. So he is one lucky guy to get a $300 million contract. That's basically $60 million a year. 60. So is it worth it? For the Boston Celtics to tie up so much money in this player, and with St. Louis owns Justin Tatum being the best player on the team, he's younger, more dominant, and is one of the faces of the entire NBA, what on God's green earth are they going to give Jason a year or two from now for his next deal, which will also be a Supermax contract, what, maybe $400 million? So you have $300 million with him and $400 million with Jason. That's like $700 million that will be tied up with two players. That is a lot of money. And what will be left for the other 10 players on the team? The Celtics may have just paid their way out of the NBA championship. I mean, that is a lot of money for two players. What is going to be left for the other 10 players? I mean, two people can't win a five-on-five game. It can't, it can't be five-on-two. And the pressure on Brown will be exorbitant to win a championship. And the Boston fans, they may be the most impatient and toughest fan base in the NBA. So there is going to be a spotlight on Jalen. His name is going to be talked about for the next two years until Jason Tatum signs his deal and they can share the pressure, which they're already doing. So it is time for Jalen to deliver. But what this tells you with these exorbitant contracts for the average person is that the TV money and the owners are making so much damn money that they can't even count all of it. They're going to pay a kid 26, 27 years old, $400 million. How much is that 60 and 70 year old owner making? It's got to be several multiples of 10. And with all these crazy NBA, NFL, Major League contracts now, it it feels like the dollar isn't real or worth anything anymore. You just give out $300, $400, $500 million contracts in sports like it's nothing. Is the money real? That is another moral and ethical factor that I'm trying to express in this podcast. The numbers have gone so far out of the stratosphere that the average person can't even relate to it. And the prime example is with, let's talk about like teachers and police officers. We have all this strife going on in these public schools, inner city schools where kids test scores at the lowest they've ever been. Um, With all these hashtag movements, you can't even give a kid a D or an F anymore without the threat of being sued or getting fired by the school district. Everybody has to pass or you will get me too'd as a teacher or administrator or principal, uh, even if the kids are deficient in areas. And let's just think about from a moral and ethical standpoint, if you can give a guy $400 million or $300 million to bounce a basketball over five years, $60 million a year, let's just say the average teacher makes $50,000 a year. So if you have a calculator, you can do the math. Think about how many teachers 
per year in five years, $60 million. You got $60 million in a school district or say in one, yeah, in a school district. How many teachers could you hire? A thousand, it's a multiple, just add some zeros. A thousand teachers at 50 or $60,000 a year. Math teachers, science teachers, English teachers. How about on the police force? How many police officers? I know in St. Louis, they're like 300 police officers short or something. Nobody wants to be a police officer anymore. Nobody wants to do any policing <coughs> without the hashtag movement coming after them. And at sixty or $70,000, with that same contracted Jalen signed and Justin signed $50 and $60 million a year for five years. How many police officers could you hire? A thousand? $60,000 a year? We wouldn't have any problems with any, uh, with, uh, making sure that we maintain our numbers for safety, for public safety. And part of the moral fabric of a society, there's several pillars. One is a healthy education a healthy health care system, and a healthy public safety system, which is what the police and the fire department would fall under. So it's amazing in American society how we can divert all this money in this capitalistic free enterprise system, the land of the free, where we can give all this money to a guy that bounces a basketball or throws a football, but we can't find enough teachers Police officers, firemen, healthcare workers. How much does an average nurse make? How many nurses could we hire if you had $60 million for a hospital for somewhere like BJC? I think they're the largest employer in the city of St. Louis now. How many nurses could we hire at 60 or 70, even $100,000 a year? Quite a few. But we are diverting all that money to one person that bounces a basketball. And I have no problem with Jalen. If I was Jalen, I would take the contract as fast as they were giving it to me. So this is really not about him. This is about the, the moral fabric of America selling us this dream of living for the dollar and for things. Not human regard and human safety. What could you do with all that money for all the people that are homeless? The opioid crisis that's pummeling America, fentanyl. Look at Tent City in, in Los Angeles. Look at what's happening in San Francisco being decimated by homelessness and the drug addiction scenario. Kensington, Philadelphia. Arizona. Las Vegas. At some point, America has to address this underbelly of chaos that's going to eventually rear its ugly head. And if America thinks that we can continuously be distracted by athletes and entertainment and not pay attention to the thing that's right at your door and in your face, we're going to be in trouble in the next 20 years. And the same thing applies with the hypocrisy of our congressmen and senators who are in bed with corporate America, 
pharmaceutical companies. And we're expecting as voters for them to have our interest, our number one interest at heart. And they don't. They get stock options. You have people like Nancy Pelosi and all these other folks that have been there way too long. And then they have net worths of a hundred and two hundred million dollars. And you're supposed to be in a public service kind of job. It's supposed to be about the people and not the money. And in actuality, it's about the money and not the people. We're all pawns in this game. We're all sheep. And these congressmen and politicians are the wolves. And then the money has gotten so ridiculous now with these contracts. It's like I said, it's not even real. I mean, it's, it's very similar to the lottery. Remember when the lottery used to be 40, 50 million, maybe $100 million pots and winners? Now we have multiple billion dollar prizes. And nobody is shocked by the amounts. It's, it's almost like if someone won 200 or $300 million in a lottery, we almost feel sorry for that person since he or she didn't, he or she won such a small amount. $200 million lottery is like, wow. I wish I would have been blessed to win the $2 billion. I mean, the money has been so exorbitant that it does it almost doesn't even have a real value to it, even with these lotteries. And then the other hypocrisy, just like the politicians, you get a billion-dollar lottery, but you don't get a billion dollars. It immediately goes to half because the U.S. government and the IRS takes its amount up front, which is a sizable chunk of your winnings. And what this is doing is promoting to people not to work hard, to get something we didn't earn, immediate gratification. We're brainwashed to catch only the big fish and nobody wants the small or medium fish. The pole vault keeps getting pushed higher and higher. It's the same for these professional sports contracts. Americans want more and more. There is never enough. The egregiousness for wanting everything material has warped our spiritual connection to why we are even here in the present. Your true purpose for truth and wholesomeness with the creator. We have become a slave to things. I think much of this philosophy actually did not start with athletics or the lottery. I think it started with the advent of the internet in Silicon Valley, where people became billionaires overnight. Facebook, Google, Cisco, Microsoft, Amazon, TikTok, just to name a few. The quick way to financial wealth. We began to live through the zeros behind your name. People started chasing the zeros and not the potential for their self-worth. We accumulate our internal value to how many zeros we have in the bank. Your zeros are not your heroes. And that's not where your true value is. Your value is in your spirit and your righteousness to being a good person and respecting mankind, God, Mother Nature. But back to Jalen Brown and his contract. And from a social cultural standpoint, as I said to you before, Justin Hebert's life doesn't change. This is not just America. This is white America. 
But for Jalen, who's an African-American gentleman, now that this black guy has attained all of this fame and fortune, will any of his money be recalibrated back to the black community? Remember, Justin Heber doesn't have to think about it. His environment doesn't change. It will stay white and remain white. Everything he spends on commerce, Jalen Brown, will be distributed in a white community. Well, Justin, Justin Hebert, his money will never leave the white community. Everything that he spends, spends on commerce will be distributed in the white community. Houses, cars, his not-for-profit, banks, financial institutions that will invest his money. Places like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Fidelity, Citibank, Goldman Sachs, all owned and run by white folks. However, Jalen Brown will become more white externally in his existence in America with his new found fame and fortune. He will live in a white gated community, send his kids to white private schools, buy his cars from white car dealerships, join white private clubs. Because when black people get rich, we become more white and less black. His agent, lawyer, doctor, advisors, all white. None of his money will be redistributed to the black community. Black America has no black infrastructure for black commerce and the redistribution of wealth in white America. They own everything. Black folks are consumers of white commerce. And there is no black investment in development for the black future. We are day-to-day spenders to white commerce. And there is no black-on-black wealth generational building at all. So black life doesn't change. It changes for him. But the black culture, there's no black Wall Street anymore. But congrats to Jalen Brown for his brand new contract. And he's not a person who who has to take on the entire burden of the poorness of the black community, intellectually, financially. But it would be nice for all of these black athletes and entertainers to put their money together, their brains together, and to build some kind of black commerce. Where are the black banks, hospitals, schools? Black folks have to stop asking white folks to take care of them. We have enough money and have made enough money and we are, we are a large consumer of products, but none of, none of it is with people that look like them. We talk about it all the time when white folks haven't done enough and we need, they need to do more. But we never talk about what black folks need to do for black folks. We need to take care of our own house first and foremost. And as a result of Jalen in his new contract, Jason Tatum has to be licking his lips, his fingers for his next contract. Because what are they going to have to give him? 400 million? 
you have to break the bank. Not only is Jason Tatum the number one player for Boston in the face of the Boston Celtics, he's one of the top five players and one of the top five faces for the NBA. So he can't wait for the next two years. So my point to all this is that black athletes are not obligated to reinvest in the black community, but it would be nice. However, the comparison is that white athletes and entertainers don't even have to think about reinvestment in the right community because everything they do is already available to them. Because white commerce is the only vestibule in white America. There is no change in environment. Whereas for black athletes and entertainers, their ascension to a better life is white entrance into a white utopia. So I applaud both of those gentlemen, Justin Hebert, white gentleman, quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. And I applaud Jalen Brown, African-American man with the Boston Celtics. They have had a light shined on them for a financial blessing to take care of their families forever. But us as a culture and the promotion of just money, 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 and things, things, things has warped average and middle America's perception of what's real and what's not real and what to chase, the zero, the comma, how many zeros do you have versus what integration do you have educationally, psychologically, spiritually, Is that foundation stable? How do we make this world a better place? Do we make it better by me or by we? So I try to have a podcast that's just food for thought. I don't expect you to agree or disagree with me every time that I do a podcast. But for my followers and listeners, I appreciate you supporting and listening to me. I just wanted to give an ethical and moral debate about the egregiousness of these salaries and where our direction and where all this money is being forwarded to and spent on versus education, healthcare, and doing some of the right things to have a healthy and moral society. But thank you again. If you do like the podcast and follow me, please follow me on Spotify and Amazon Music and Buzzsprout. Also, I have a couple of friends that have podcasts. If you listen to me, please take a chance. And there are different kinds of podcasts. A good friend of mine has Love Middle Life, a blog, website, podcast. She does an outstanding job and has been very helpful to me. Also, my fraternity brother, Dr. William Cooper, has a podcast, website, called Hanging with Dr. Cooper. Please check those podcasts out at your convenience. It's a little different than mine. But I appreciate all the followers. And again, stay cool. There's a heat advisory throughout the country. Don't play with it. Protect your pets, family members, your children. You stay stay safe first and foremost. And I will see you next time. Manifest your truth. The Trevor Donald Experience.